If Buildings Could Talk is a member of the Queen City Podcast Network, powered by Ortho Carolina. Now offering video visits so you can take control of your orthopedic care from the comfort of your home. Schedule online at orthocarolina.com. Ortho Carolina, you improved. If buildings could talk, what would they say? What does the building stand for, literally and figuratively? Hear the stories behind our buildings and how the design of these places positively impacts the lives of individuals and the success of our city. Welcome to If Buildings Could Talk, hosted by John Commison and Kelly Thompson. Not only are we looking for a new headquarters, but we would love for a place for all of the veteran nonprofit agencies to fall under one roof, like a co-working space for veteran serving organizations, that veterans could connect um, and not feel like they were just walking into an office building, but feeling like they were walking into a living room and a space that was meant for them. Veterans Bridge Home is a Carolinas-based nonprofit that bridges the gap between veterans and their community as they transition out of military service. In today's episode, we'll hear how organizations like Lowe's, the Carolina Panthers, and Little partnered with Veterans Bridge Home to create the Veterans Transition Center in Charlotte. The center was designed as a meaningful space to honor veterans' service to our country while providing them and their families with the resources needed to thoughtfully ease their transition back into civilian life and to help them become successful and thriving leaders in our community. If the Veterans Transition Center could talk, it would say not only am I here to honor the veterans and their service to our country, but to act as the bridge to their new community and their new home. The building could talk, it would say, welcome to the Queen City. I and everyone that walks through my doors is here for you as you transition, after transition, and during the good times and the hard times. Welcome home. It would say, I'm an office building and like everybody, trying to find myself. Where am I in my life? What am I trying to do? Searching for my purpose. And I've now found my purpose, and that is to serve veterans in our community. And it has given me a new sense of direction and fulfillment. Hey, everybody. I'm John Commison. And I'm Kelly Thompson. And we're your hosts for If Buildings Could Talk. Today's story is about the Veterans Transition Center at Veterans Bridge Home in Charlotte. Kelly, what can you tell us about Veterans Bridge Home? Sure, John. Veterans Bridge Home is a Carolinas-based nonprofit organization that bridges the gap between veterans and their community as they transition out of military service. Um, Sometimes that transition can be a challenging time and Veterans Bridge Home provides a strong support system to really ease that change. Today, we'll hear about how Lowe's, the Carolina Panthers, Little, and other companies partnered with the organization to create the Veterans Transition Center. Great. Well, we heard from our first three guests at the top of the episode with their thoughts on what the facility would say. Blake Bourne is the executive director of Veterans Bridge Home. Prior to joining the organization, Blake served in the Army as an infantry officer for six years, including two deployments to Iraq. Thank you for your service, Blake. He's passionate about leading the mission to improve veterans' post-military lives by engaging in the communities where they live, work, and play. Michael Piper is the lead of military recruiting at Lowe's, 
and is responsible for working with business partners to develop a strategic vision around attraction, hiring, development, and candidate engagement. Michael is a US Air Force veteran where he spent six years as an aerospace ground equipment journeyman. And Mike, thanks for your service as well. Riley Fields is the Director of Community Relations for the Carolina Panthers. In that role, he oversees programs and partnerships that address the special needs of communities in North and South Carolina. He also directs the team's outreach programming and Carolina Panthers charity grant process. Blake, Mike, and Riley, thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you, John. Sure, let's, st let's start with Blake. Blake, can you give us some background about Veterans Bridge Home and how the need for the new facility developed? Yeah, happy to. Appreciate the opportunity to join you and Kelly, John, um, and as well as our, our great partners uh, with the Panthers and Lowe's uh, at Little. So Veterans Bridge Home was founded uh, 10 years ago, actually this year, and um, it was founded in the idea that men and women that have served our military and their families have so much to offer the communities that they move to once they, they separate from, from active duty. But navigating all that communities like Charlotte and the Carolinas have to offer can be daunting. Um, our founders, Tommy and Patty Norman, met uh, four families that were leaving the special operations community and saw the value they added, but also saw the struggles they had in, in finding the right schools, neighborhoods, healthcare, um, all the resources to thrive um, that really Department of Defense had provided to them while they were in uniform. So through those experiences, they developed a, a nonprofit, a 501c3 that focused on veteran families, started here in Charlotte. Um, and in the last 10 years, we've developed um, our mission around the idea that the community has the responsibility, right? As a country, we send our men and women overseas. We also have a responsibility to welcome them home after they, they serve our country in uniform. And uh, to do that, we find the best companies to hire veterans, the best nonprofits and services to serve them, and then the best community partners, veterans and non-veterans alike, to build the camaraderie and, and social capital they need to, to thrive. So um, in that mission, we've built an alliance of 200 companies, over 400 nonprofits um, and 10,000 families have been served in those 10 years uh, to allow them to be successful um, in their post-military life. That's pretty impressive. So obviously the organization has continued to grow. And so I assume that's what led for the need for some new quarters. It has, yes. I joined the team. Uh, I was employee number three back in 2013. Uh, we were two years old and um, we, we embodied the, the mission of, of connecting the community, but our space sure, certainly didn't. Uh, it was a small, um, small office in our founder's old office building. And then we moved to 7th Street and had a great home there for many years, but the space really wasn't conducive. A lot of our community building activities and, and relationship building with veterans and community alike happened outside of the space. Um, and we really didn't have a space of our own to do that. So it was a dream uh, and, and really a, a priority for, for our founder, um, Patty Norman. She said, we need to have a place where veterans feel honored, feel welcome and can connect. Um, and much like she did with her living room uh, prior to the organization's founding, um, and uh, much like Tommy and his service, um, you know, uh, during the Vietnam conflict, their 
their willingness to connect and be that that conduit or be that bridge um, through their the literal use of their home for those first four families made a big difference for the people that they were serving. And we always wanted to have a space that would reflect that. Um, and thankfully, because of the partners here on the call today, um, we're able to do that. And it's really exciting to finally be in that position 10 years later. Mike, tell us a little bit about how Lowe's got involved with Veterans Bridge Home and then how you personally became involved with this project of the Transition Center. Yeah, so um, uh, that's a, it's a great question because I actually really got involved with Veteran Bridge Homes and really learned who they were when I met Blake um, when I had moved to the Carolinas. I had been here right about a year at that point and was still trying to find a, a lot of uh, network and, and friends and had ended up joining Lowe's and becoming a, a, a member of the team here and I ran into Blake um, through one of our, one of my colleagues here introduced me to Blake and it was um, from the beginning just something that I really thought was a cool idea, right? Like I've never been to a, a, a city to where there was this network of individuals as well as such a, a great gathering of veterans to be able to, and military spouses, to be able to connect, whether that be through working out or um, going and just doing a networking session. It had been at that point from my transition from the military when I transitioned out in 2014, um, probably, four or five years since I had that real connection back to the military. Um, so being able to connect with him really was, was the driving force to that. And then talking with him and, and learning a little bit about what his passion was and his, his vision around um, how this center could impact the lives of, of, of our fellow um, service members and military spouses and their families um, really started to put the light bulb on, I guess you could say. And I was really making it to where it was like, oh, this is this is great. Like, how do I how do I help? How do we how do we get this to to where it is? And and from there, it was it was a lot of making those connections, making the connections with internally at Lowe's, um, connecting with Blake, talking with them. It was um, a few projects before uh, until we got to this one, just to to kind of build up to it. But I think um, you know, personally, getting involved with it, I'm super excited about this transition center. I think it's going to be something that impacts. Um, lives for for way past Blake, myself, Riley, Ty, uh, Ashley, like it's something that's here um, that, that really help as you kind of transition and transition out of the military. And Riley, what is the Panthers connection? Yeah, um, so I'll go back to when we first really started connecting with Veterans Bridge Home back when they were Charlotte Bridge Home. And this may have been, Blake, correct me, you know, five, maybe six years ago. Um, and, you know, up to that point, our military outreach, um, had really been focused on active duty. And we, we knew that we had a gap that there, we, we weren't reaching veterans in a, in a, strategic way, or we we just didn't have a good conduit to do that. And when, uh, when we were able to connect with uh, Veterans Bridge Home and Blake and his team and understand uh, their, their commitment, their dedication, their compassion uh, for, for serving veterans, it, it was really uh, a, a blessing for us because it, it provided us a, a real tangible way to assist 
Veterans Bridge home in, in serving veterans and, and in turn giving us the ability to uh, impact and serve that that community that that prior had really been a uh, maybe a little bit of a, a challenge for us. And so um, over the years, we've been able to partner in a, in a number of capacities, but but certainly um, nothing uh, as impactful, I would say, is what the this the, the, the transition center and, and I, I think, you know, Mike spoke to it. it, it this thing is it, it's a it's a legacy project that this um, this center with VBH's vision uh, is going to serve veterans who are reengaging in into their their communities um, for years and years to come. And that is that is really gratifying. And I think that's something that um energized everybody that was involved with the project. So Blake, um, what was it that finally allowed the project to move forward? I'm sure that you felt a, a need for it for a number of years. How, how and why were you able to finally push it through? Yeah, thanks, John. It's a good question. Um, really, uh, timing's everything, right? I think, uh, one, like you said, we knew this was a, a, a on our dream sheet. We knew this was necessary to be really impactful. Um, in many ways, um, Charlotte and the Carolinas have led the country in how we reintegrate veterans um, after they've served. And our partners do an amazing job every day of hiring them, of serving them, of connecting with them. Um, but we didn't have the focal point. We didn't have really that that. Um, flagpole, if you would, or, or bastion to point to and say that's what it, it, it's embodied by in a physical presence. Um, and so uh, a couple things kind of just all lined up uh, well. Our, our lease was up and our, our team had grown. We're now 21 uh, people um, from where we joined when I joined when I was number three. And um, some of those are in the Charlotte market. Some of those are across the states. But we needed a larger space and we knew we needed one that was adaptable um, and welcoming. But we really, in our budget, didn't think at this scale ourselves to do that. Um, but as Mike mentioned, we had done a few things with, with him and the team at Lowe's, and they were really amazing in, I think, understanding the potential that we had and understanding the importance of community. You know, as a, as a pillar in, in communities across the country, they understand that how necessary that is. And they challenged us to say, hey, think big, right? Like, do what do what this population deserves and let us know what that looks like because they trusted us to know what that looked like. Um, and so we proposed, hey, not only are we looking for a new headquarters, uh, but we would love for a place for all of the veteran nonprofit agencies to fall under one roof, like a co-working space for veteran serving organizations. And then that that salute to service lounge, that that space um, that actually did an amazing job of designing that veterans could connect um, and not feel like they were just walking into an office building, but feeling like they were walking into, you know, a living room and a space that was meant for them. Um, so uh, we had it ready at the tip of our tongue, just we're waiting for someone to make the invitation and Lowe's and Mike and the team there did that. Um, they love the idea. We love the idea. Um, and as you can imagine, that transpired the early 2020 before the pandemic. Um, which it seemed like a great idea. And then 60 days later, we all had to think, you know, revisit that and say, is this still a good idea? Um, and we knew, as Riley just said, this is much bigger than a, a year or so. This is, this is absolutely a legacy that we want to leave. And as we've um, 
happy to touch on later, other communities are starting to follow follow suit and, and are looking to, to do the same thing. So um, those the variable of Lowe's stepping up and challenging us and us having that dream ready just aligned perfectly about a year ago, and then all the parts have fallen into place since then. And Mike, in your role, so you are actively engaged recruiting veterans. So this is kind of a, a dream project because it's it's uh, part of your vocation and then I'm sure part of your passion and, and perhaps a personal mission. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's not, what's great about that is it's not just it is my job as a military recruiting and head of military recruiting here, but it's really the entire company that does that. It's, it's so cool to see, um, Blake kind of touched on this, the passion that we have for the community, the passion that we have for, um, uh, veterans. We have over 20,000 veterans that work at Lowe's and individuals from the military community. Um, I mean, we even have designated camo vests for our veteran associates in our stores. So, um, it's kind of ingrained in, in, in our culture and, the community aspects there too. So we do community projects all over the country. Um, and we, we, I mean, we just announced actually a hundred projects for a hundred year anniversary. We're doing a hundred projects across the country and those are large scale projects, not small. So it's something that isn't just my passion, but I think it's all of my teammates passion. And when we brought this, um, I, I'm, I was kind of laughing when Blake was describing, you know, pre uh, pandemic, cause he was my last meeting in our office before we ended up having to go work from home. Um, but I remember sitting there and watching all my team members eyes just light up at this idea. And I remember just looking at it and go and talking to Blake and say, think outside the box. Don't put yourself in a box. Like, let's, let's go for it. Like, why, why not? What do we have to lose? Like, let's make a statement in Charlotte. Charlotte is our hometown. Um, our, you know, main, uh, store support center is right outside of Charlotte and in Mooresville, we're building a brand new center here in Charlotte, nonetheless, too. Um, and it was just, how do we support, how do we make this, this happen? And I think, um, not only myself, but I think the entire team with the community relations team with Betsy and, and Marcel, they all jumped on and they were, they were full blown, ready to go. Um, our foundation board jumped on. It was, it was kind of cool to watch just how much, uh, passion was around it in, in general from, from my personal perspective, um, it was it was a, a little bit of a passion project, but I'll say um, once it, the idea was given and we gave it to the team, um, there was several individuals that were passionate about it and just ran with it and really wanted to make sure that they had a world-class facility to be able to share co-space with other nonprofits and really support the military community, veterans, military spouses as they as they come to Charlotte and and really start to become part of our, our family here at Charlotte and become part of the, the Queen City. Riley, the NFL as a whole, and certainly the Panthers, um, may are very often demonstrate their support for the military and veterans. So I assume this was, this was again, kind of right in your wheelhouse for the things that you're typically involved with and that you would love to be able to support. Yeah, for sure. And I, I think um, projects, we've done uh, several recent projects that we've been able to partner with both Lowe's and Veterans Bridge Home on. And um, it was the, the relationships that we have, I think, with, with those two great partners, the idea, the concept of what this could be, um, 
really it was uh, it was a no-brainer for us to to engage as as part of our ongoing salute to service efforts. Okay, we'll take a short break and we'll be right back with some additional guests. At Ortho Carolina, personalized orthopedic care goes beyond my appointment. Accessible, comprehensive, and compassionate. It's my care, my way. Schedule your appointment today at orthocarolina.com. Get ready. Broadway is returning to Charlotte. Blumenthal Performing Arts has an incredible selection of upcoming hits, including the returns of Hamilton and Wicked, plus the long-awaited Charlotte debut of Disney's Frozen and many more fan-favorite musicals and plays. Season tickets are on sale now at BlumenthalArts.org slash BPA Broadway. Wash your hands, avoid sick people, and touching your face. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Visit cdc.gov COVID-19. Brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. At Ortho Carolina, my personalized orthopedic care begins with the click of a mouse because online scheduling saves me time. Ortho Carolina, my care, my way. Schedule your appointment today at orthocarolina.com. If the Veterans Transition Center could talk, it would say, thank you for your years of service and sacrifice, and how may I now serve you, be your bridge, and set you up for success. If the Veterans Transition Center could talk, it would say welcome home to the veteran who's finally found a place in their community and a safe place with their brothers and sisters in green and blue. We just heard from our next guest, Ashley Hall, is a Workplace Interior Studio Principal at Little and was the lead designer for the Veterans Transition Center. Taisha Van Buren, also known as Ty, has been a volunteer with Veterans Bridge Home since relocating to Charlotte in 2019. Ty, a proud Marine Corps veteran, considers herself an entertainment entrepreneur with two podcasts and an audio video production company. She's also an actress as well as a nationally renowned fitness and wellness professional. I'm a little bit intimidated by this whole podcast uh, entrepreneurship, I must say. <laughs> Don't, I'm a Marine. We're a little special. <laughs> well, welcome both um, Ashley and Ty. We're so happy to have you. Thank you. Happy to be here. Thank you. Ashley, Thank a you. lot of um, momentum was, you know, was kind of building, you know, with Lowe's and the Carolina Panthers supporting this project. How did little then get involved in that mix. Yes, so um, our story kind of starts with a, a past client and Blake had had an opportunity to tour um, a, a space that we had designed several years ago and uh, had a, you know, a moment of aha, you know, this would be wonderful if something like this could be created uh, for the Veterans Bridge Home. And I think at the time, um, you know, wondered if it was even a possibility. And uh, so, you know, one client talks to a potential other client and very quickly the dots begin to, to connect. And so our first interaction was with, uh, with Lowe's and with Blake to ask if Little would be interested in participating in the project. And, and you know, how could you not be something that is 
so transformational for our community and as everyone has said thus far, really a legacy project that will impact so many people for many, many years to come. So we jumped on board immediately and we're excited to, to be a part of the project. Well, Ashley, walk us through the design process a little bit. Um, Blake and Mike have talked about kind of this session that they had where they decided to go ahead and think big. So how were you able to translate the the aspirations that they had about the project into a concept and then into a design. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so I think for us as designers, one of the most exciting components of the design process is this conceptual phase. It's where we get to hear the vision of our clients, hear these big aspirations, John, understand what they mean to each of our clients and help them to um, make those reality, whatever that may, may mean. And so Blake and the team came with very high hopes and um, some, some big asks to see if it was even possible. And I think when you have uh, a dreamer as a client, you very quickly get excited for what the possibility could be. So we sat down with the team and went through what I would call a, a mini visioning process to understand more about the Veterans Bridge Homes I myself, not being a veteran, but coming from a family full of them, had some information um, at my fingertips, but Blake and team did a wonderful job to educate us to make sure that what we were putting in the design was impactful, it was memorable, and it would be a, a positive experience for everyone that came into, into the space. And so as a part of that, we began to, to gather some information, gather some um, some images and design ideas and, and design concepts, which were really based on the mission for Veterans Bridge, which is, you know, a stronger community, one veteran at a time. And we really latched onto, um, you know, the community portion of that. And many times as we create a, a design vision, it's really about what's inside the space. And I think for this project, it reached well beyond what's inside the space to those that would be impacted by the project during the building process. Um, and during construction as well as those outside of that. So we worked very carefully to ensure that there were moments within the space that um, people could resonate with, that could spark conversation, that would ease people into the space in a very friendly way and uh, create something, as Blake said earlier, very comfortable and inviting for everyone. And the other goal of this project was also for people to walk in and um, you know, receive the service and the assistance that they were looking for, the community that they are looking for, um, but really be excited for the space and begin to tell, tell their friends, tell their family, tell others that could benefit uh, about it. Actually, you talked a little bit about, or you hit upon like these moments, you know, as you kind of move throughout the space, talk a little bit more about specifically the, the features of the design and kind of those things that do kind of curate those, those moments that a person might experience. Yeah, absolutely. So I think those elements start as soon as you enter the, the front door and we were very strategic in how we placed them and we began to think about the experience individuals would have as they walked in. How are they greeted? How are they walked through the space? Where might they have conversations that may not need to occur, you know, out in the open. How might we create private space that's just as warm and comfortable as the as the entry space? And so for me, a few of the, the big key feature pieces within the space 
Um, as soon as you walk in, you see uh, a large artifact wall. You know, as Blake will attest to, there's no shortage of things to find that are uh, military items of you know great significance or great memory uh, have impact to individuals that they'd like to display. And so we we gave them the ability to do so and create more or less an exhibit that would change. Uh, and maybe there are individual items that could be placed there um, that, that meant something to the folks that are impacted by the space. And then once you pass the, the artifact wall, you um, can start a conversation around, we put a, a world map that was um, uh, a great idea that I think Blake and I worked through together. How do you start conversation with someone? What are those initial topics that you have? And the commonality here is that all of our veterans served somewhere may not know exactly where the somewhere is, but it's a common talking point to be able to spark a conversation. And so we um, put a very large map up on the wall with colored pins to represent the different branches of service and to begin that conversation. And, and who knows where those could go, uh, you know, from something very simple as I served here or I served here or I had a tour here. Uh, and so, as uh, you know, Blake mentioned, hopefully I'd love to hear some stories about how that has positively impacted um, folks in the time that the space has been opened. And then as you turn around in the space, you'll also see a um, challenge coin wall. And the evolution of that wall was um, a very fun element within the space, whereas it started to, um, for me, be um, a kind of a a more simple installation that was taking some of its cues from basic training and some of the things that uh, would take some cues from some of the uh, visual things that people may see as they begin to start their service. Um, however, during this process, little did I know that others saw it differently. And I think that's what is exciting, not only about design, the interpretation of how people um, relate and interpret design is, is very personal. And this is one of those examples that quickly it evolved into, well, it's not really so much that, but it's very reminiscent of a challenge coin wall. And the exciting, I think for me, it was one of those moments where you kind of, you just stop and you look and you wonder, um, the wall began to be populated with challenge coins throughout the construction, even before it was finished, people were coming in and beginning to place all their items about and you don't realize in the process of design how big of an impact something that is very straightforward and simple, what it can do for the people um, who interact with it. And so I'm excited to see that element grow and evolve um, over the course of the design. And then the last piece for us that I think uh, was very impactful, and I'd love for Blake to be able to tell you the story about how this came to be. Um, we've hung three individual parachutes overhead and the vision for those started as a very simple sketch on paper and some um, very large ideas and kind of a, a dream you know, of Blake's that could you, is it possible to even suspend parachutes from the ceiling, which had not, you know, we had not done before. And so we embarked on uh, a lot of research and a lot of understanding of, of building code, trying to make sure that we could do this and, and do it correctly. And lo and behold, we could. And so working alongside our partners, um, DPR and the rest of our trade partners, we were able to make that vision um, come to life for the team. So uh, Kelly, if it's okay, I'd love for Blake to tell that story at some point. Yeah, Blake, feel free to jump right in mm -hmm. and tell us about how how any of those things that Ashley just mentioned are are kind of coming to life through those that are that are visiting. 
Well, uh, I'm happy to share. I mean, I'm just elated. Uh, Ashley has has given us so many things that have immediately, and as she said, even while be, still being constructed, created connections uh, in in across the, our community members and teammates. And um, yeah, I, I could dive. I could spend a whole hour if you gave it to me on any one mm -hmm. of those. But um, yeah, the, the the wall with all the different items. I mean, we have covers or, or hats, as everyone calls from the different branches. We have, you know, javelin tubes, um, reserve parachutes, all these different little intricate things, a compass, um, things that really have meaning and, and are actually have been donated by our teammates and veterans that we work alongside that said, here, you should have this. Oh, you need one of these. Oh, wait, but what about that? So every branch of course has their equipment or their insignia, their seal. And so become a um it's become a resting place and a, and, a, and a really way to honor them and then the the challenge wall and, and absolutely it's like the the world's biggest coin rack at this point um immediately got populated and and the conversations that get started you know from that and the map have been incredible um the the desire to belong um the navy veteran uh jonathan who was on the dpr the construction team he saw it he was his like oh it's a coin rack and he was the one who said let's start putting coins on it and and it's it that sense of hey i want to be a part of this let me give you my challenge coin or let me put my pin in the map that shows where i served um has honestly taken off even more than I imagined. We, Ashley's actually said it's really been a, a great conversation starter, an icebreaker. But um, in so many ways, the, the personal connections, the, oh, I was there too, you know, really special stuff. Um, but those parachutes, I, I do think they are, they have become the focal point. Little did I know um, that, yeah, I can dream, but I don't appreciate the details and the, 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 the really intricate uh, work that goes into this. But yeah, for anyone that's served in the army or has been to air, you know, airborne school, you, um, you know, in the, basically the last 50 years, you've jumped a dash 10, a T dash 10 parachute uh, and affectionately known as the crash 10. Um, and they were just recently uh, taken out of commission for, for a new parachute. Uh, Ashley said, let's put something on the wall. You have a really big space. And I said, what if we did a parachute? And she, like everyone on this project, always approached everything by like what's possible, not why it wouldn't work, but what are the best ways to create meaning and connect with veterans on, on every corner and every facet. Um, and so those parachutes um, have become that. And, and uh, it's been really special um, to watch that come full circle, specifically because as I mentioned about eight years ago, we were a brand new fledging organization and a Vietnam veteran walked into our door with two civilians and said, no one's appreciated my service for over 50 years until these two young men got to know me. We started working out together and then we did a 12 hour rock march in the woods. Um, and it turns out that Howard, the, the Vietnam veteran was the oldest uh, and only Vietnam veteran to complete this 12 hour challenge. Think like an urban mud run. Um, really impressive. Um, and those two uh, civilians, Lyle and Rick wanted to honor him. And so they raised money to sell patches in his honor for our mission. Um, and in that midst, they started a Wednesday morning workout. And over the next, next seven years, that Wednesday morning workout grew and grew, which is how we came up with the idea with Lowe's to do the fitness court, which really precipitated the relationship with Lowe's and the Panthers to do something even bigger. Um, and then you get into this space, Ashley comes up with the design and then guess who put the actual parachutes together? Rick Tanner, the same guy who honored and, and welcomed uh, 
powered home 50 years after his service in Vietnam at Warco Construction actually are the ones that had to do all the incredible work to, to get those parachutes on the ceiling, which are a lot harder than you would think. Um, so it came full circle. To honor veterans, you got to connect with them on a personal level. And to do it, you have to ask the questions and, and work hard to get there. And to go through that from where Rick and Lyle and Howard were and VBH was seven years ago, now with these great partners, uh, it's just a really nice reminder of, of how special this community is and how important these relationships are. Ty, tell us about your experience with Veterans Bridge Home and how you're staying involved now. Oh, I have a good one. That was a great question. <laughs> uh, for the record, I was over here trying not to ugly cry as Ashley was talking because <laughs> I felt that when I when I viewed the space for the first time. So um, I relocated to our beautiful Queen City in 2019 and in preparation to relocate um, I had a counselor that was trying to help me find resources because I'm a single parent, a disabled veteran. It's a little scary. I didn't know anyone really moving here except for a few colleagues. And I got the contact information for Veterans Bridge Home. And I literally spent over an hour um, with uh, Dwayne, who's one of the employees at Veterans Bridge Home, who talk to me about every part of the city, where to live, where not to live, what to look for, how rentals work, um, great schools, um, everything that I could possibly know about Charlotte, he was able to guide me. And so I felt really comfortable about making that decision to move here. And because of that, I knew as soon as I got here and unpacked, I hit the ground running, however I could help. Um, I wanted to be a part because I've I've lived all over the Southeast, um, even in, in the DC area. And this is the first city I've ever lived in where there was such a warming, welcoming committee to veterans where um, there was someone so passionate about the veterans and their community and feeling welcome and feeling a part because that's one of our biggest struggles is that we get out of the service and we're not really understood, you know, um, and we feel alone. And <laughs> moving to Charlotte has been a whirlwind the last two years, but um, it's definitely been a home thanks to my Veterans Bridge Home family. If I have a question, if I had a need, which I've had needs, um, I got quickly got an answer um, the workouts have been great for both my daughter and I. She's 10. She makes an appearance and works out and has everyone laughing. <laughs> um, and I've served as a captain since last year um, and doing whatever I can to help spread the word about Veterans Bridge Home, their services, um, going to community events and representing them, um, and just truly enjoying being involved in such a passionate community for my brothers and sisters in green and blue. Hi, I assume you had experience um, or had visited the old space. Is that correct? The old um, center and now now seeing the new center kind of talk mm -hmm. to us about the how you feel like that has advanced um, the Veterans Bridge Home mission and supported that effort. So I unfortunately, I didn't get a chance okay. to visit the old location um, but I was told like it was very small and then they were starting to pack and then the pandemic hit. So I never got the chance 
to tour it. Um, but I've heard it's like night and day. Well, if it's any indication that Taisha didn't see it, it's because we we would have lunches and runs and workouts away from the stage. Away from Beg, borrow, and steal any other space we could get. Um, and, and the key, yeah, yeah, it's about the community. So, so a typical workout, uh, how many people show up to work out? And I assume these are pretty early mornings. They are early mornings. They're six o'clock in the morning. Um, I think we've been averaging between eight to 10. Okay. Amazing, you know, to get working individuals up six o'clock in the morning and moving. Now, I will say the numbers have increased when it's warmer outside, <laughs> when it's cold, not so much. But people truly, truly enjoy it. Um, we even have a few civilians that come out and join us, which is really amazing. Like, oh, how? Like, I know you haven't been in the space like too terribly long, but like, have there been any surprises in terms of how people are using the space or reacting to it or just kind of unexpected um, moments that you never really thought about that have happened? One of the big dreams we had was, hey, you know, VIPs come in and out of Charlotte all the time. If we could position ourselves well, you know, it's a great way to highlight partners like Panthers and Lowe's and our nonprofit partners in Mecklenburg County. If per chance a VIP might come through. Well, on July 2nd, the secretary of the VA, who reports directly to the president of the United States, um, gave us about 36 hours notice, but said, hey, we're coming through Charlotte. We'd love to uh, hear and see what you guys have going on. And he sat down and we had like a family style uh, conversation with about 15 community partners. And he got to see, hear and see firsthand what, what Charlotte is all about right there at the the family style table that that Ashley envisioned us using. And I, I really thought that would be something that would happen like three years from now, not in less than six weeks after we actually cut the, uh, cut the board on the space. This project was bigger than us and it was, you know, leaving a legacy. So my daughter who's 10, both me and her dad were Marine Corps veterans, but we had her long after we got out of the service. So there's a lot of things that she doesn't see, you know, like most military kids. It's kind of like she knows her parents are veterans, but she didn't understand what that mean. And I watched her face the first time she got to go in the building. And it was just like the light bulb went off like, oh, this is what it means. And she had so many questions and, you know, you could you could really see the dots being connected of, of service, what the term service meant, um, what serving the country meant. Um, and that's something that it makes me really proud and excited, not just for my kid, but for um, all kids of veterans who are gonna come through and be able to, maybe they didn't see their parents in that element, but they're now able to understand how unique of that thing that their parents did. I think that's an important, that's a, a really important point to make, Ty, is that, and I think Blake and others touched on it earlier, is that, you know, this most definitely is a space for veterans, but it's also a space for their families and loved ones. And I think exactly like what you just said, you know, the idea of bringing others into the space and getting them, you know, to truly realize like what, you know, what this community is like and, and how important it is to be a part of it. 
it wouldn't feel right of me not to to mention the other amazing partners that we had on this project when it comes to the general contractor and the furniture dealer and the trade partners that were involved in making all of this possible. Um, so the efforts between you know DPR and CBI and all of the all of the trades that came on board, all of the veteran involvement that they had, uh, you know, in searching for folks that wanted to participate in the project, uh, folks that wanted to contribute materials, whether that be you know time, labor, love, physical materials, uh, just the coming together of the community as a whole because of you know the Veterans Bridge Home mission and wanting to see its impact. You know, infiltrate the the community and, and, and touch as many people as possible. I think the effort to ensure that anybody and everybody that wanted to be involved um, in helping to build this project had an opportunity to participate in in some way, shape, and form. So it's a you know big thank you to all of those that um, that contributed. Great. And John, I believe I read somewhere that we have nearly 50,000 military veterans in Mecklenburg County. Um, and so learning about this Veterans Transition Center and knowing the number of veterans who can benefit from the services offering, um, you know, is huge to this community. And obviously those who have served in the military have unbelievably diverse talents and um, how we very thoughtfully welcome these talented individuals back into civilian life can play such a huge role in the success of our city. So um, this was such a great story to, to learn about and to tell. And I'm just excited that it's, it's now part of our community um, and continuing to be part of our community. I agree as we've been telling this story, it's obviously very centered on community. And it kind of strikes me that so many of our projects are about community. You know, the, the, the building spaces are designed for a purpose, but it brings together people who become a community. And this is obviously a very special one uh, as people that have given service to the country and now they're they're coming back to integrate into our community so to have a community of veterans that enable that to happen i think is a pretty special thing so i've enjoyed hearing about this well kelly if the veterans transition center could talk what would it say I think it would say actually much of similar to what Ashley had mentioned, but I think it would say you have had a very long, important journey serving and protecting others. And now it is my turn to do the same for you. So have a seat and let's figure out this next chapter together. John, how about you? Which, what do you think? Well, you know that I believe that, the, that our buildings don't just talk, but they actually have a song in their heart and they sing. The one I thought of was Bridge Over Troubled Water. Oh, and I thought maybe that that's obvious. So I looked for others, but really couldn't find anything that I thought was any better. Um, that song was written in 1969 by Paul Simon. And then it was released the next year by Simon and Garfunkel. And many people see it really as their signature song. It's been covered over 50 times since then by artists such as Elvis Presley, Peggy Lee, Aretha Franklin, and Willie Nelson, to name a few. 
But um, of course, Paul Simon couldn't really envision this particular application. So as we often have to do, I had to rewrite the lyrics just a little bit. So with apologies to Mr. Simon and certainly to Mr. Garfunkel, because I can't quite get up into his range. Um, here goes. Welcome veterans, welcome home. Your time has come to shine. All your dreams are on their way. See how they shine. Oh, if you need a friend, I'm sailing right behind like a bridge over troubled water. I will ease your mind. Welcome home. Good job there, John. Kelly and I would like to thank our guests, Blake Bourne, Mike Piper, Riley Fields, Ashley Hall, and Ty Van Buren. Our sponsor, Ortho Carolina, Brian Baltasevich and his team at Queen City Podcast Network, Andy Spain and Ryan Davis for post-production, and Heather McQuilkin, our chief at staff at Little, who is our bridge to coordinate everything to make the podcast happen. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, leave a rating and a review, and tell all of your family and friends about us. Thanks for listening, and we'll look forward to having you join us for the next episode. And we'll try to get it ready by next Wednesday, which, Riley, that's when training camp starts, isn't it? That's exactly right. Well, so they may want to take a little break and listen to our podcast if they don't have anything else that's pressing. Yeah, I think why it, not? I think, it was, I think it was so great that um, Coach would probably want to work it into their day. That's okay. right. I'm sure, I'm sure. That could be a great way to kick off practice, you know? Great. Inspiring. <laughs>